everybody. This is the What is Wrong With You podcast. I'm Mike Santi. I've got a special guest here today, Chuck Stack, in charge of Stack Shot Studios. The one and only. The one and only man, myth, legend. We're going to talk some Sabres talk today. This is the What is Wrong With You podcast at O'Neill Stadium Inn. It is a beautiful Tuesday here in Buffalo in the summer. One dollar tacos all day on the patio. Remember, every Tuesday is Taco Tuesday here at O'Neill Stadium. And, well, Chuck, some big news in the Sabres past couple weeks. You go huge from, news, huge news. You go from Darlene, draft number one. We all knew that was coming, obviously. That was yeah. the, the given. But since then, we've seen some big trades. We've seen Ryan O'Reilly out the door. We've seen them address their goaltending. We completely flipped the goaltending situation. Looks like there's going to be a big change to the roster this coming season what was your initial reaction when you saw O'Reilly out the door that Sunday night my initial reaction as uh I'll call myself more than just a casual hockey fan my initial reaction was uh to be honest with you uh who are these guys uh, so I texted uh you and Josh obviously you guys are my go-to hockey guys and uh to get your initial reactions and uh, once I heard what you guys had to say I looked it up and I thought about it a little more and I was like you know what I'm okay with this obviously the roster we had was not working um so in order to get other parts you have to move something that other people are going to want and you got a last place team really who's on your team besides cycle that anybody else is going to want so i get why they did what they did so i'm okay with it and and you're exactly right you're absolutely right when you're talking you have to trade value to get value and change things on the team you're not going to trade johan larson for <laughs> to St. Louis and get Tarasenko. Come on, it, why not? It, it's just, it's not going to happen. If you wanted to get value back and you wanted to get assets and players that are going to play on your roster, you had to trade something of value to that team. Otherwise, they're going to laugh you out of the room. Uh, clearly, with the trade, it was a culture trade and it's a depth trade and it's a future. It's a little bit of everything. They got five pieces back. They got a, for those of you who aren't too, who aren't glued into this yet they get a first round pick in this year's draft they get a second round pick in the 2021 draft they get a former first round pick he's only 20 years old so top prospect tage thompson six foot five 200 plus pounds big power forward is he starting is he in the lineup they're gonna they're gonna give him a chance he's gonna go to camp um they, he's already came out and said um they're gonna give him a shot to make the top six he's so. got to be in the lineup right like yeah. in order for this trade to like feel okay about this he's got to be in the lineup for an immediate feel okay if he started in Rochester this year I wouldn't be too upset but the fact you said that they're already telling him he's got a chance to compete in their top six for forwards that means they're thinking pretty highly of him and then you got you get two veterans in there you get Patrick Berglund who's been in the league and you get Saboka who was in the league before spent a few seasons in the KHL came back last year um, he's your third line fourth line guy but he can produce that's the big thing they can produce on your third and fourth lines I hope so because we need some of that we need we don't have any production out of our third and fourth lines and I think that's a difference between a last place team and a 15th nearing place team uh, we could have finished a lot better if we got some kind of production out of those third and fourth lines well and that's been the problem with the Sabres is they 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 built up a pretty good top six when you when you look at the top six it's not awful you got Eichel Reinhardt had a decent second half of the year Kane Kane Oposo O'Reilly okay you got some pretty solid players but then you, you put your third and fourth line nothing happened you're giving up goals but you weren't scoring any goals to compete Jurgensen's and Larson's combined for 32 points last year <laughs> It's a former first-round pick and a former second-round pick. 
32 points. Sabotka, who played mostly on their fourth line, and if there was an injury, he'd fill in on their third line. He had 31 by himself. Yeah, that's why I think this Thompson needs to start. He needs to push some of these up top players down for us, produce some of that uh, competition inside um, the locker room and everything else to make those third and fourth lines better. Um, those other two guys, I think those are just throwaway players, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, they can they can make those third and fourth lines better, and I think that is the spot for them to slot them in there. But I, I think that was actually uh, the Blues just dumping contracts. Uh, so when I found out about this trade, I did a little research and uh, looking at things on Twitter and, and some of the fan feedback and the, the media feedback in St. Louis, and they're actually saying they love this trade. Now that makes me a little nervous, right? So if both teams love the trade, usually they're one-sided or both teams obviously feel like they got it because otherwise they wouldn't have done it. But they're saying that they dumped two bad contracts and only give up a prospect. Yeah, Berglund's contract, he, he's he's 30 years old. He's got four more years left on his deal, $3.85 million. Uh, each season, and so against your cap. And Sabotka, he is... Um, Sabotka. I just like saying that. Sabotka. Vlad right? Sabotka. Sabotka. $3.5 million for two more years uh, this this coming season and then one year after it. And then um, the Tage Thompson, he's on an entry-level deal. He, deal. He's um, 925 k for two seasons, but he's an RFA. So that that is what it is. When you add it up, it's basically a wash in, in your cap hit. I don't think the contracts are that bad, but you got to remember St. Louis fans, they're used to making the playoffs every year. They consider themselves a cup that would contender. Be, that would be such a nice feeling. Wouldn't it, wouldn't right? it be nice? Ugh. They missed the playoffs last year in the last game. They lost, they lost in Colorado, and they, they missed the playoffs. Fans are... If you're used to making the playoffs every single year, then you miss the playoffs. You're going to want changes, and guys, usually it's the guys that didn't score 50 goals for your team. When they get traded out, you're you're going to celebrate. And there seems to be this thing in most fan bases when a first-round pick doesn't immediately come in and, and score 100 points, he's a bust. So Nylander. Yeah, exactly. The fans are already freaking out of Nylander. And I think it's justified, though. We've seen enough bad players. You know, I mean, this goes to my uh, comment about the Bills and Corey. Quarterbacks. We've seen enough bad quarterbacks as Bills fans that I feel like I can see a bad quarterback from a mile away. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I should be, yeah. almost be a quarterback scout at this point because we've seen so many bad ones. I can just look at him and say, yeah, no, that's a bad one. We don't want that one. I think with the Nylander, same thing. He was a eighth overall eighth pick. Overall. He's got a uh, by now, right? You know what I mean? We're going into year number three with him. He this, has barely yeah. had any production in Rochester. He's got to either find it this offseason season or package him, try to get something for him, salvage something. I don't know what you do, how you get rid of him, but this is the season where he needs to come up, and he needs to. He, he, he's he was drafted to be one of your top wingers to play with an Eichel or in Murray's head play with an O'Reilly. So wouldn't you do what you can to get on the ice? They had they just had that uh, prospects camp, and he was nowhere to be found. I guess They're, he was there doing his own little workouts. Yeah, but it, if this is a make or break a year, he's got to feel the pressure. He's got to know. You think you would do whatever it took to get out there? They were a little weird about it. Uh, everybody thought the speculation was they thought he was going to be in a trade uh, that weekend. I thought he was. I did. When, uh, when he's not on the all ice. the insiders, quote unquote, were saying and, that it was fishy, and I was on board with that. I was okay with that. And the Sabers seemed to be dodging a question. There's something, something weird going on, and he hasn't been healthy for most of his time in the organization. 
he, he's got to come up. He's got to do something this year. Otherwise, it's you can start to count it as a bust. Yep. Year three, if you're a top ten pick, you're usually trying to crack the lineup by now. Um, it, it's you watch him. He played a few games the year before and this past season at the end of the year with the Sabres. He's getting knocked around. And he just he doesn't look like he's that fast. No, it, it no, just, he doesn't. You don't see it. Middle stat comes up last year. Played six games, five points. And you could see it. This guy knows where to go on the ice. Oh, yes. This guy's, this guy's passing well. And you it's can a see breath it. of fresh air. It's, it's, it makes watching the game fun again. Exactly. That was, you have, yeah. when was the last, what was the last game uh, you went to last year? Do you remember? Say, uh, hockey game? Yeah, I think I left uh, in the second period. Right. How deflating is it? I used to go to the game, and they used to at least be fun. They, yeah. It's so the, – the, the pace of the games were so slow, and it was so just boring. You know what I mean? If they were in 31st place, but they were scoring a few more goals, even if they're giving up more, I think it would be a, a better product on the ice. You know what I mean? You can only do so much distractions with the music and the lights and the. You know, I mean, there's only so much alcohol flowing down in the arena. Uh, you know what I mean? That it's to just to the point where it gets gimmicky. Where it's yeah. you know they, they they got all the music playing and the, the strobe lights and these emotional openers before the game because they starts, know that's the only videos, way. You know, like the ultimate pump up thing to try to get your fans interested in at least the first thirty seconds of the game. Put Rick Jenner red right. on, oh, on, yeah. on, a, on a video voiceover, and well, oh yeah, let's go. And then 30 seconds in, you know, Leonard's giving up a goal, or we're giving we're in our own end. We can't get the puck out, and then people tune out. Yeah. So, you know, I, mean, I think this the big trade's been talked about a lot. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. On different. Um, media locally. So he, one of the interesting things I was thinking about was this goalie situation, right? So we're going to, we're going to the off season and they're saying all mark, all mark, all mark, right? It's number right. one. Mm-hmm. This is going to be his make, make it, break it. We're going to put him in charge. He's yep. going to be, um, the draft came. We didn't address it. That was like, we got nothing behind, uh, all mark. What's going on here. Okay. I get he's the number one, but we got nothing. We need some kind of backups. So now fast forward to the, um, to the, the trades, and all of a sudden we get uh, the goalie out of St. Louis. What was his? Uh, Carter Hutton. There we go. So we get Hutton, and now well, I'm hearing that it's going to be like a 50-50 split. That th- yeah. Now it went from being finding a backup to now all of a sudden. So uh, does that do something to Allmark's mentality? Now he's given the keys to the Corvette, and now all of a sudden they make a, a pick with a, a goalie that our coaches and our GM know of and have um, – intimate knowledge of because he was saying that's one of the reasons he came here so now and then now the word in the town is now we're getting a 50 50 split uh which is very interesting to me what are your uh, well, reaction you with that remember i think i think that Allmark, where it was Allmark's going to be the guy what as soon as, as soon as the word came out that they're not going to re-sign robin leonard which i was fine with it it was time for him to go i think his attitude really soured and I, personally i didn't think he was very good last year Ever, I think the fans more so were saying Allmark's going to be the guy. I don't think the organization really came out and said Allmark's going to be going to be our franchise goaltender just yet. You, you have to. You but isn't that by default based upon their actions, though? You know what I mean? They they let him go. They let they didn't they didn't address it with the draft. So they were confident that they were going to pick up somebody well, via trade or in free agency. Well, you can talk or, about the differences in the in the draft NFL draft versus NHL draft, like quarterbacks versus goaltenders. Goaltenders get drafted. You don't see them right away. The Sabres have, uh, they drafted a goaltender last year, and he's probably, 
not going to sniff the NHL just yet. Yeah. The Tim Murray drafted a goalie a couple years ago, and he's just going to start playing in Rochester. They take a while to develop. Allmark's 24, so yeah, it's about time for him to start making his way as a, you know, a consistent. Like he's on the team the entire year. He's not going back and forth to Rochester. You had to bring in another guy. Oh yeah, you had to. You, you, so they signed two goalies. They signed another guy that's going to probably just start in Rochester. He's in his early 20s, uh, Scott Wedgwood. And then you bring in Carter Hutton to not so much be the guy, but the report is he's great in the locker room. He's a good teammate, this, that, and the other. So he's not going to come in and, and not show him, uh, Ulmerich, how to, how to handle the burden of full NH, all the NH, all the practices every day and starting three, four, five games in a row. Jake Allen was hurt a lot of the year last year, and Hutton carried a lot of the load. Uh, you had to bring in a guy like that. So if Allmark isn't ready, if he's not the guy, well, what are you going to do? I don't think you can go into a season and just sign some kid to be his backup. You had, you had to bring in a veteran that if it goes bad, the guy can play 40, 50 games. Yeah. No, it. I just thought that was interesting because I thought Allmark was going to be the guy. That's why they w- didn't seem like they were in a hurry to address the backup situation. And then they pulled that off, and I was like, wow, that's uh, interesting. Maybe that uh, uh, means something about how they actually feel about Allmark, but we'll see. I think that's the plan. I think he's the plan to, to be the, the guy going forward. You sign Hutton, it, it's not an awful contract. It's 2.75 a year. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, it definitely. Contract. It's a huge. Yeah. Uh, I'd heard that he took actually less money to, to come, come here because um, he was familiar with the coaches and the situation in Buffalo. And yeah. So, hey, I was very happy with that. I'm not, I personally don't care what Allmark's mental yeah. state is. Yeah. Uh, get out there. You get exactly. paid millions of dollars. Exactly. Get out there. Stop a puck. Yeah. Um, and, and then I'll be happy with you so um i'm okay with that doing anything that they feel like makes the team better uh they've made some interesting changes here now right Mm -hmm. the change in the locker room uh they're doing that they're trying to get some veteran uh guys that are in here that'll help um the right veterans i'll call it okay the right veterans we're not talking about certain veterans that like to run into tim horton's uh buildings (laughs) yeah i think and not naming names not not naming names uh, you, you bring Schmeinel, up Schmiley. Schmiel, Schmiley. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. Uh, is it, is, it's terrible. I know memes are bad, but sometimes some of them it. just make me laugh, and I can't. It's like uh, it was like a double headline in St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, Tim Hortons closing all of their locations in St. Louis, and then underneath it said Ryan O'Reilly traded to the St. Louis Blues. And I'm not gonna lie, I, I giggled for a second. It did make me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna bash. I'm not gonna bash players what they do outside of the rink. You know, I that, will when that, you run into buildings. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. But when when you're in the news for some bad stuff, he just signed that contract. He yeah. just signed that biggest contract in Buffalo Sabres history, and he did that. And the funny thing is, that's when the apologizing started. I got to be better. I'm sorry. It's on me. And then we didn't know that it was going to be literally after every game. I I like uh, the fact that the the coaches. Um, I know we're talking hockey, but with Sean McDermott too, how they're picking up these. Um, quality guys because I think there's a couple good things about this. Again, you got great locker room and look at, we had a, a 
football team full of locker room guys who maybe weren't the most athletic, the quickest, the fastest. And look what they did. They were able to sneak in the playoffs. So I think there is something for that, as well as when you get those kind of guys on a low contract as rookies, as whatever coming in, and they do have that good work ethic. When Let's say they do have the athletic ability to back it up, and now it's time to give them that big contract. I've got more faith that they're going to continue playing at that level and not just say, hey, I got my money. See you later. You're absolutely Darius. right. You're absolutely uh, right. And some well, other players that exactly. have done that. So I think, you know what I mean, That's a, it's a good um, good way to, to think about it and, and draft and trade and bring players in of that caliber. You, you think about it. These games are decided by such small er- small margins of error, inches, a play, two plays, a play, you know, a half, like part of a play. And then you got a guy sitting in the locker room who's just, well, I'm not going to do it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to take a playoff. What did Deion Sanders say, a business decision? What does that say to younger players that are breaking into the league? When the coach is preaching you have to work every every play, every practice, it starts with one, the whole bill slogan. Yep. And then one well, Buffalo. He's, he's the highest paid player on the team. We how come he gets to do his own thing? That that's why they got rid of all of them. And I guarantee you the same thing the reports were that you know, they were saying stuff. Kane is a great player. Solid five on five. He's a five you on saw five scorer. It. it hurt. It hurt when they traded him, He's and fast. and you he saw him score, just light it up for San Jose. Though I know they didn't win, but it, that that did sting. When I was I was like, you know what? With a young team trying to find its way, and you have a, young, a lot of young players coming in, he he didn't really have to practice hard. He didn't have to do a lot of stuff. He was he's just a naturally gifted player. So if other players are well, Kane Kane scoring thirty goals, 25, 30 goals, and he's not doing these, he's not doing this, he's not doing this. No. It, you know, it, it, it can it can really be a mess, especially when you got players like a Gergensons and a Larsons and a Larson and Ristolainen who, for like a better term, they haven't done anything in the league yet. And they have to learn the amount of effort to put in to be a successful hockey player, to be a winning hockey player. I would would agree with that. Uh, You know what I mean? They weren't getting it. I can't relate myself. You know what I mean? I'm not a multi-million dollar athlete, (laughs) unfortunately. No, no. But but I can relate to that in terms of any job I've ever had before where I get to a new job and I know I've got a strong work ethic. And because of that, I'm willing to learn all the jobs that are needed to do something successfully. And now I can take that with me. And now I've learned how to be a successful person. You know what I mean? I've learned all the individual individual jobs it takes to create you know, the big picture. And so I think that's kind of that mentality uh, of player. You know what I mean? Definitely uh, helps. So Yeah. It, it, I mean, just one more thing. It just brings everybody down. Yeah. You know, O'Reilly's moping in the locker room. I got to be better. It's on me. Blah, 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 blah. I got to be more vocal. Like, it, it was a broken record. Like, I, I think he was already blaming himself for the Blues missing the playoffs last year, that he's got to be better, and, and that missing the playoffs is on him, and he hasn't even gotten there yet. Yeah. That's, Just listening to you say that, all I hear is wah, wah, yeah. wah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. come on, man. I'm paying money to play hockey right now. You know what I mean? Like, And I don't win a lot. I'm paying money every week to play hockey because I enjoy the game. You're getting paid millions of dollars because you had a bad season. You lost the love of the game. I, just, I, I could be the water boy for the Sabres, and I think I would love the game. I don't I understand that. I think that was code for get me, get me out of here. Right. And it, and it goes to show you the difference in styles between, you see with the Bills, between Bean and McDermott and Whaley, and you see it now with Botterill and Tim Murray. And yeah. The, the, just the difference in the players that they're bringing in, the type of players, the type of team that they want, and the type of locker room that they want. 
So speaking of Botterill and Tim Murray, um, all right, so when we got Murray and he was um, making those trades and everything else, everyone was loving it, right? Yep. Everyone was like, oh, I was one of breath them. of fresh air. Look, they're bringing in these players. He's bringing in Kane. He's bringing in O'Reilly. He's doing all this stuff. We're going to be so good. Uh, you know what I mean? Let the broken record uh, continue. Everyone was hyped, right? Everybody, yep. The hype machine was in full effect. Everyone was on board. Everybody was ready. Now look at the product, right? Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. We see what we got with that. But now, is it too early to compare Murray to Bottrell, right? Same thing. I feel like I feel like I'm a little I'm cautiously optimistic here. Again, he's doing different things, and, and you have to shake up the team because the team was proven it didn't work. You know what I mean? So he's trading, he's drafting, he's doing these things uh, that Darlene pick uh, a blind monkey could have made. Yeah. But uh, is it too early to compare the two? Because, like I said, I'm cautiously optimistic because this feeling just seems a little bit eerily reminiscent of when we got Murray and he started doing things his way. And so, like, do you can you compare the two? Is it too early? Do you see any differences? Yeah, and the funny thing is fans are fickle, and it's always the, the what's new in town. Murray came in, and it was um, anti-Darcy Regeer. Regeer was always the patient one. You know, don't trade futures. Be careful with your assets. You know, limited, minimal moves at the deadline. And we got tired of it, did we not? It was like, oh, oh my God, Doug Whaley actually, or Doug Whaley, holy cow. Darcy right. Regeer actually made a trade. Yeah, GMs of Buffalo Sports past year. Oh, and then Murray Let's comes not in, go down that road, And please. Murray comes in, and it's trade, 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 trade. And it was unlike anything we've ever seen before, where they intentionally, they'll never admit it, but actually Murray might. They stripped down the team, traded all the old contracts, all the expiring, all the pending UFAs, and they got all. The, they just played whoever would play. Guys like Matt D'Agostini and Tyson Strachan were on the <laughs> roster. Who? Yeah, it just you know your best player is Brian Gianta for crying out loud. And they, and did you see? Sorry, not to yeah. you know what I mean. Uh, that's the worst. You got a thought? You go now. Do you see that Gianta uh, coaching during their? Um, Oh, he was down. The, at yeah, the he prospects was. Camp, he was also. down at the prospects yeah. camp coaching. I thought yeah. that was interesting. Yeah, I, I probably. Do you want Jonathan coaching though? <laughs> he, I guess I don't know him personally to really he, say that, but. One quick thing on Gianta. Apparently, he tr- he tried to get the locker room in order. He tried being a leader, and a lot of the young guys just tuned him out, and nobody was really, nobody really cared. And I and he he couldn't get he just couldn't get people on board with. It, it, it all goes back to the wrong players being in the room, nice. where he's trying to teach the young guys this is how you got to be a professional, and then you look over and Evander Kane's downtown at bottoms up or whatever. the night of whatever. the draft. Yeah, what the night of the draft? <laughs> you know, whatever he's doing, or he's <laughs> idiot. Not, he doesn't show up to practice the next day because he's at the NBA All Star Game in Toronto, <laughs> and he texts the coach, "Oh, I, well, I'm not going to be at practice tomorrow." What? Like, oh no, it's okay. I, I was in Toronto. It, <laughs> The signs were there, back there, but as fans, you want to, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Because you want to win. Because you want to win. Winning winning removes yeah. everything. But as far as comparing Botterill and Murray, you can a little bit. I think you can compare the styles. The problem was Tim Murray came in, and he, he, he was a smashing success, did exactly what they had to do. He tanked the team down, stripped it down, so he could draft a Reinhardt. You could draft Jack Eichel. But then he's the one that said a trained monkey can go draft Connor McDavid or Jack Eichel. 
What makes a good team is what you can do after those players, how you build it. He traded a first-round pick for Robin Leonard. <laughs> that first-round pick could have been Brock Besser, who's Vancouver's best player, who's one of the top young players in the league, 30-plus goal scorer, verge of being a superstar. We didn't, we didn't analyze the depth in the first round of that draft, which was one of the deepest drafts in recent memory. He traded to get Robin Leonard, the guy from Ottawa where he was, that he fell in love with, and we know how that went. And then he decided, instead of continuing to develop a team and, and developing your, your prospects and your draft picks and drafting your players, he was going to take the quick way that we got Eichel, we got Reinhardt, got Ristolainen, let's go. We're going to try to make the playoffs this year. And, of course, as fans, when you're last place two years in a row, you're, you're going to get fired up because you want to win. You you're don't want to win. So you go dump everything you got for Ryan O'Reilly. You dump everything you got for Evander Kane. Without really, you love the player and the idea of the player without really knowing the person or the player. And then now those guys, and then you, Kane was under contract. You sign O'Reilly immediately to that monster deal. Well, he's on your team now. Team doesn't make the playoffs, but they show a lot of improvement. Oh, wow, they might, they, they could be pretty good. So what does he do? He goes and gets the next best free agent other than Stamkos, who stayed in Tampa. You throw all the money at Kyle Oposo without really thinking about the chemistry. I the think team. they got a good deal for Oposo. They got a good. It's an. It's a, I guess it's, hindsight. It, it's so, I, at so, the time. I say at the time, uh, with his play and the, and the type of player he was at the time when we got that ch- contract. I thought that was a steal. Obviously, hindsight now, going back, looking at everything is a different story. But at the time, I thought I, was I time, wasn't just a matter of throwing money in. I think I liked that it was too. A steal. I liked getting him. I thought it was fine. But at the time, it's did we analyze it deep enough? Is he putting up these points because he played with Tavares, or is he a really good hockey player that warrants a, six, a seven-year, six million dollar a year contract? And what type of style are we trying to run here? Like we got Eichel, we got we got our young players, but then we just started throwing players onto the team, not really figuring out well what what kind of style, what kind of team do we want to be? Do we want Want to be fast? Are we physical? Are we this? Are we that? And Bilesma came in and couldn't really, didn't really know what to do because he had a lot of different style players and a lot of different egos in the locker room. They tuned him out immediately. Yeah. And that that just didn't work for all his shortcomings. He never had a chance. And it, it was a mess. It was a mess. Botterill, I was going to be ultra critical because just because the team's lost so, so for so long, it's, well, all of a sudden they're going to bring in another guy and he's going to be the be-all, end-all? Well, no, I'm going to be a little bit more critical. And his first year, changing over a few players, they're in last place, one of the worst teams we've ever had. All right, well, anybody's going to get Darlene. That's easy. That's a gimme. Freebie. That might, that might save his job, actually. Yeah. Okay, Just- what's he going to do? Okay, he's... He's talking, but now he's actually backing it up. Patience. He drafted middle stat. He's developing players. They're keeping players in Rochester developing. They're accumulating the picks like we used to have before we traded them all away. It'll be interesting to see what he does. Now this is where I want, if we make, if we don't make the playoffs this year, it's not the end of the world to me if they keep developing players and they keep showing improvement and these players aren't just getting thrown in and we're just trading everything to bring in a guy. Just because. Just uh, want to remind everybody, too, if you're uh, looking for a place, uh, O'Neill Stadium in here is a great happy hour. Um, food, drinks, anything that you'd need, they have it here. 
we typically do our shows on Tuesdays, and so it's always their Taco Tuesday, so which we always talk about. But we talk about it because we eat it after the show. We sit around and probably house twenty to thirty tacos. Yeah, and it's just a good time. Um, the atmosphere here is great. Uh, if you have any questions, they got over fifty plus wing flavors. You know, menu is huge, huge. You know, I mean, something for everybody. So uh, again, if you're in the area, it's Abbott and Southwestern Orchard Park. Literally a football store away from the stadium. Come on out, check it out. Uh, we advertise with them and preach them because we we use them. We're here. We come hang out here. We uh, it's just a fun, great place. That being said, uh, listen to you talk, Mike. Uh, the biggest difference between for me between uh, Bottrell and Murray would be the AHL, right? So you see, last year alone. What they they finished, I think, second in the season. Uh, they kind of had a disappointing playoff run, but um, you know what I mean. Overall, I'd say it was a strong season. Uh, they got a better idea of what they had, and I think that is the trajectory of what helps. Um, back in high school, I was a wrestler, um, and the good teams in the area, the Lancasters, the everywhere else, they had incredible, amazing kids programs, and I think that's huge. To to Matt, you got a good quote unquote kids program, AHL, you know what I mean, of players that go into the system and if they're consistently winning at that lower level, those players are going to come up and be eventually, you'd hope, fingers crossed, continue that success uh, on the next level. And they're thirsty. They know what that success feels like and they want it. They know the hard work that's yes. got to go into getting it. It's so attitude. for me, that's the biggest difference is I'm really enjoying and I've started following more what they're doing in the AHL with some of those players and it's, it's awesome seeing these uh, players come up. Uh, one of the players I'm curious to see, and I'm hoping he just comes out of nowhere and he has a, a great offseason and probably, you know, we take another year or two before even seeing anything, but Cliff Poo. Uh, yeah. I just love saying his name and I want to buy a jersey that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just. And with, 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 with Poo, he's, uh, he's been playing for the London Knights who aren't just some, just some, junior team London like the good players play in London yeah and he plays there and he he's put up some statistics for the Knights and he's fast yes. which this team desperately needs he's a third round pick he's a Murray pick so they did the right thing there's leave him in juniors you know now now he's probably gonna be in Rochester this year and your Rochester point is is right on these young these these kids they need to find somewhere they need to play somewhere professionally and win so then when they now next year that team's gonna come in it's like well we make the playoffs here we win and then when they make it up to the big club it's no no we don't lose two in a row we win you know this isn't what this isn't what i was taught this isn't what i how i've played the last two years and you don't have Eichel saying things like, oh, these guys are just happy to be on a team. You yeah. know, they're not going to be just happy to be on the team. Yeah. That's not going to be good enough for them. And, I mean, I'm. this is a very big year for Eichel. We'll talk about him real quick. This is a, a big year for him. They, they've done a lot for him. The coach, you can do all the rumors you can say. He got rid of the coach. Biles pretty much got fired because he didn't want him. Oh, for sure. Say whatever you want. If O'Reilly and Eichel didn't get along, what what have you? They they got rid of O'Reilly. It is now Jack Eichel's team. I think you're going to see a big year. There's videos of him coming off the ice, snapping sticks, throwing things, yelling. I think this. I think he he's probably won everywhere since he's been five. He went to the national championship and at BU in college, and then he comes here and people around him kind of shrug their shoulders. Well. 
I don't think that's acceptable for him. I think you're going to see. I think you're going to finally see him develop into that captain, leader, franchise player that he's supposed to be. But now he's got help. He's got some, a couple veteran guys. You talk about the Berglund and Sapoka to kind of back it up. You got Darlene back there. You got players that seem like they're keeping all the guys that are sick of losing. So, Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Um, and I'm on board. Oh, I would just love to see Eichel like Hulk, right? So when I get angry sometimes, I just you just you envision just being the Hulk and just want you know what I mean? Take so I just it's tough with hockey because you're not out there the whole time like uh, like a LeBron James in basketball where he can single-handedly turn a, a game around, right? So he's that top-tier talent. Hockey's a little different. You've got lines, you're only out there for so long. It's 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 a little bit different uh, uh, play obviously, basketball and hockey, but it's harder for one player to just put the team on their back and try to carry him. So I just I love seeing that. Um, I've got no problem with his attitude. I wish more people would get on board um, and just sick of being happy to be on the team. And a, and a very interesting thing with that, he can't be on the ice all the time. This team, they've lived and died on the power play for three seasons. They Two years scored, ago, they were number one. They're number one. They score. They score a ton of goals on the power play, and it, it suffered for a lot of the year last year. And look what happened. This team is. Awful, probably the worst team in the league, five on five. Ryan O'Reilly had nine goals, five on five last year, even strength. And he's 20 plus minutes a night. You can't have that. I think that's a great stat. I love that stat, actually. Um, Berglund, the last three seasons, has 38 even strength goals, and he's a third line player. Last year, Saboka had 10. He's a fourth line player. He had more even strength goals than Ryan O'Reilly. So when Eichel's out on the ice, these are guys that, okay, it's five on five. You are allowed to score. You don't have to only score on the power play. It, no. It, it, I think, like I said, I think those are great stats. I think we'll lead our social media with those stats because I think that right there puts it in perspective how bad the Sabres really were. And when you're worried about losing a Ryan O'Reilly, again, you got to trade talent to get talent. But, you know what I mean, you have to be able to score five on five. You're not on the power play the whole game. you got to be able to score. And when you're in last place, you're going to finish in last place in the league. And so I, I do like those advanced metric stats. Yeah. Nice job, Mike. Yeah, because the big thing with the power play, you're going to score your power play goals. Well, you're going to give them right back up when you're shorthanded. A lot of it evens out. All right. So we're going to finish up, wrap up here. I think uh, we had a great session. I want to say thank you for allowing me to sit in. Yeah, it was um, fun. Yeah, we had a good time here. Uh, Josh and Ben will be back um, to finish up the round table here. But if you get a chance and you're on Twitter, check us out. What is wrong with you? Um, we're on Facebook, SoundCloud, we're- we broadcast our podcast on iTunes, so you can find us in the iTunes podcast again. What's wrong with you? Buffalo, search for that, and you'll find us. Um, but I would like to finish up here again. If you're on Twitter, uh, look, go look at uh, Paul Hamilton. I know it's really, really early, but he just put out uh, a lineup. You know what I mean? His his lineups, his guessing, if you will, for the next season for lineups, and it's pretty as- interesting. And and as I'm looking at it here, it gives me some. Um, sheltered optimism I guess we could say here you know I mean obviously looking on paper it looks like we could do some damage I'm not talking about coming in first or anything like that but definitely that jump that we would need to see to get get the fans back in the building feeling good about the team again Um, and again slight optimism I'm happy and ecstatic about the direction the team's going in here so he's got here real fast just running down here running out of time he's got for his first line he's got Shiri, uh eichel and reinhardt 
Second line, he's got Thompson, Middlestat, and Ocposo. I like that a lot. Yep. Third line, Rodriguez, Berglund, and Pominville. That's a good third line. That's, that's your third that's line. A third, that's a third line that, that good team, that not, not so much like guaranteed playoff teams, but teams that can compete. That's a third line that, that real teams can have. And fourth line, he's got Wilson, Gergensons, or Larson, and Sabotka. Vlad Sabotka. Much, much better. And defensive pairings, he's got Skandela and Risto. He's got Dalin Bogosian, Goulet Nelson, and McCabe and Hunwick. So, you know, when you're looking at that, again, it doesn't jump off the paper like uh, your Pittsburgh Penguins would or anything like that. But you look at that and you say, this team already looks, I feel like we've got the makings to be noticeably better than we were last year, which as a true hockey fan, somebody who's very passionate about the sport, uh, excites me. And I guess that's really all you got, right? When you're talking sports, yeah. you had excitement that... Uh, you sports just look are forward to, to it. Fun. Yes, yes, right. You sometimes we forget that as a it's Buffalo fan. Sport. It is called sport. So I, I, I am starting to really kind of, you know, it's the Sabres fan of me ever since you know I knew what a hockey puck was. Uh, I'm starting to get optimistic about it. But I, they got nowhere to go but up. Uh, we can talk about the division on another show, but I really think it's starting to go down the tubes. I, I think you can see them ascend in the standings a little bit, uh, not just by default, but I think you're going to see a lot of different teams. But um, we'll probably put something on our Facebook page. Make sure you like our page. If you haven't liked it yet, go on Facebook. What's uh, what's wrong with you? Uh, you see a red buffalo, uh, buffalo behind a red background. That's us. Um, let us know what you think about the trade. Let us know what you think about any of the players we didn't talk about today. Uh, I'd love to discuss it with you. Uh, we'll have a regular crew back next show. We might talk some Sabres. might talk Bills. We'll see where we go. But thanks for listening. Uh, have a good day, and we'll, we'll catch you guys next time.